What's up, you filthy flapjacks? I'm Wes, and you're listening to the Ear Coffee Podcast. For today's extra-long episode, I talked to indie punk quartet Vile. In two days, they'll be putting out their fantastic debut record, Grow Up. We talked about the band's mission statement, the highs and lows of the scene, the record itself, and so much more. It's undoubtedly the most chaotic episode we've ever done, but it was a ton of fun. Here's our interview with Taylor, Katie, Kate, and KT of Vile. Welcome to the latest episode of the Ear Coffee Podcast. Today, I am joined by Vile. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for... You're having us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go around the semicircle and y'all can introduce yourselves because sometimes I forget to do that, but we're remembering today. Yay. I'm KT. Um, is that all I should say? What instrument you play? I play guitar. I'm Kate. I play bass. I'm Taylor and I play the guitar. <laughs> and I'm Katie and I play drums. I'm glad we... Did, got Taylor in the middle, so it's not just a <laughs> row of K T. Yeah. yeah, break it up a little bit. <laughs> you don't belong. Uh-huh. I'm just kidding. Just but let's not kidding. kick anyone out of the band yet. <laughs> we'll save that for the last like couple minutes of the episode. Okay, we'll hear it without you. <laughs> so I always like to start the interview, especially with bands that haven't done that aren't like super well not how super dare well, you they haven't like <laughs> been on shows before they their backstory isn't out there yeah is a bet i think a better way of putting it than they haven't they're just not known no <laughs> y- y'all are super known i'd say oh, um dude what well, gig- <laughs> i mean you're gigging so hard we'll, we'll get into that though yeah but um i like to ask just how did each one of you get into music at first because usually that happens you get into music and then the band comes second. But there have been exceptions where someone's like, hey, join our band. Like, I don't know what music is. And then they learn. Maybe that's the case. Maybe not. But I'm interested to hear how each of you kind of got to play your instrument. I was in eighth grade, so about eight or nine years, which is kind of disgusting. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, wanted to do something outside of sports, which I was doing a lot uh, back in middle school. And I decided to pick up the guitar. And then that kind of snowballed when I started doing lessons, and here we are today. Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> Did you pick up bass just a little bit later on? or? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. So I picked up bass a little bit later on. Um, I started with the guitar, and then I uh, transferred high schools about halfway through high school. I went to Main Street School of Performing Arts, and when I was there, I started experimenting um, with bass and other stuff, and really stuck with and loved the bass yeah cool i've always been like in music i've always been like singing and playing piano and that kind of stuff but i can remember the one time when i started taking it seriously this is a true story i went to a smash mouth concert (laughs) and and there was this opening band and it was this band of kids and i was like holy shit that's so cool how old were you um maybe like 13 sure um and i went to this (laughs) after school program and uh that was where these kids you know were from was from this after school program um and so i joined that program as well and that was kind of an after school uh lessons and performance based uh organization and that's where i met kate and kate was actually a huge dick to me at first (gasps) Um, still am (laughs) But I think that's why we work together so well, is that we actually really fucking hate each other. Oh, God. We, we built our <laughs> friendship. Yeah. 
on a wow. foundation of hate. <laughs> on a foundation of hate, yes. I can't wait for the Obi-Wan Anakin breakup moment later on. Just... <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't. I don't want that to happen. That sounded bad. They're bonding. I've been in music all my life as well. And I joined, mm-hmm. I joined the same organization <laughs> as you guys, but, a, Not but just quite organization. <laughs> Not, <laughs> the CIA but, of music. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I didn't join until like a little bit later than them because they're, they're old. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, uh, I don't know what, what else to say. I picked up, I, I, I became very emo in seventh grade and that's when Good. I like started getting yeah. back into music again because I, when I was little I was like hell yeah music I like to sing and stuff and then I started doing I started doing sports as well and then that was kind of my life for a while sports. but then wow. yeah my whole five seconds of summer phase came along and um changed everything so thank you five seconds of summer <laughs> um shout out to you guys you really You've mm. honestly, you're the reason Vile exists right now. Okay. Anyway, my story. <laughs> <laughs> just so we move on quick. Let's just move on. I, similar to Taylor, I've been playing piano since I was like five. So piano was like my first instrument, and then I did the cello in fourth grade, and oh. I hated it. Oh no. Because <laughs> fourth grade cello is just whole notes, and it was boring. And then I was like, I'm going to do the exact opposite of this. So then I did percussion <laughs> in fifth grade and I never looked back. Never looked back. Yeah. When did you start playing kit? Because, I mean, in more fifth band. Fifth grade. Orchestra. Literally just right started. <laughs> they just don't let the fifth graders play kit. That's cool. It was, uh, I played kit for one song and it was called Geology, the Study of Rock. I've played that. <laughs> you I've, have? Lo- in That's seventh grade, so my band played that. Not Sixth even getting. Sixth grade, babe. <sighs> yeah. Maybe we just but I never, I played drums in a band in like senior year of high school and it was for one show and then we broke up. This is my first like real band and Respect. it's so fun. It's also my first real band. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is all of ours. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, you guys were in like organizations. Right, but that wasn't a real band. <laughs> I was in I was in a band, but we rehearsed once, and one of us lived in Mankato, Ooh. and the other one I don't remember where she lived, but it was pretty far away as well. So mm-hmm. we didn't we never never happened. Yeah, just air dropping or like dropboxing <laughs> tracks and trying to make it something yeah. work. <laughs> Taylor and I were actually in a band together. No, uh-huh. no. Uh, no. at the end of high school, very briefly. No. It was a it was a shooting star. Shot across and then put it out very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I never played. Wait, a what was show. the ti- what was the name of the band? Oh, I forget. <laughs> no, you don't. I think Taylor remembers. Oh no, I think Kate remembers as well. But we're just we've kind of blacklisted it from our mind. No judgment. If, if you guys have to tell me Kate later. Kate wants to say it. I can. Kate, tell. Kate, Kate wants to say it. Well, Taylor joked about it. It was the blacklist. <laughs> oh, yeah. subtle joke. Okay. Uh-huh. So many coded words in this interview. Read between the lines, guys. Yeah, that's the most NPR thing about this. You have to decode the interview. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, well, now that we've kind of gone over each respective backstory, yes. like any good story has, how did you all come together to make Vile? Um, I think, Kate, you joined later? No? That At least from, like, the rehearsal videos on... 
Oh, uh, you were so, just in absentee. Uh, yes. Um, okay. So the rehearsal videos. Um, I was actually in D.C. this summer for two oh, months. Oh, Kate was absolutely inter- killing it in D.C., <laughs> and that's why they weren't here. <laughs> uh, I was interning for a member of Congress oh, that's, um, that's for so the cool. summer, so they had to do some stuff without me. Yeah. But it was a very fun. Tragedy, but also very, very, very you exciting. Know, yeah, keeping it, keeping it fresh. Yeah. Well, okay, now that that one question is, <laughs> how did you all actually come together? Why don't you guys to tell your final? side of the story yeah, we'll first? <laughs> okay, so we hated Katie at first, so we just wanted to make a show. Um, we began as like just me, KT, and Kate. That's not true. The band. Oh. We had a male drummer. Well, yes. <laughs> a male. <laughs> no. <laughs> and As a male, that disgusts me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was a great person, yeah. but like, he, I just don't think he was in, in as involved in it as we were not into it yeah you know? mm. yeah i think we specifically very much wanted like a femme thing where every single person had some connection at least to the efforts um so <laughs> hello <laughs> um but yeah no so we ended up uh cat. oh my god it's cat that's um, why we usually lock the cats up during interviews because people are <laughs> like oh, cat okay we'll ignore the cat um yeah, so it's just, it started out just the three of us um, when we started taking it really seriously, but we were sans a drummer, and so we tried to put up, like, some posters around town, wasn't really working. Um, Did you guys get any, like, no. anything? Did we? So. Uh, none that were, like, real offers or, like, things that I would even dream to consider, but um, we wanted to just, like... You know, find someone, and we remember. I remembered specifically because I had just graduated from Tinder that there was graduated <laughs> like it's a college. Yeah, <laughs> um, that there are so many like awesome badass femmes on Tinder just trying to have a good ass time, and so I was like, "Fuck, dude, let's make a band Tinder. Just say we're not looking for we're not looking for dick. We're looking for a drummer." Um, and we basically just swiped right on every single artistic person until we found our baby Katie. How did you know I was artistic? You, you had a, you had a picture oh, in there yeah. if you played in the whatever band. Pep band. Pep band. High school. Yeah. Yeah. What a bold thing I to put on Tinder. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm looking for someone who's cool with me being a band nerd. Well, I was looking. <laughs> I'm in a relationship. But... <laughs> but i was when was this like march or may of this year 2019 or may it was march it was totally march because we started gigging around like july may around then Hmm. okay so it's march i was single at the time and i was on tinder and i honestly never used tinder for what it was for I just, <laughs> it's kind of fun to just like look at people's profiles. Um, but then I saw you guys and they'd done like a photo shoot. So they looked like cool. <laughs> and they were like, we know some of your drummer bitches are out there. That was like your description. <laughs> and I was like, that looks fun. Um, <laughs> and then their names were Kate, KT and Taylor. And so I messaged them. I was like, my name's Katie. So I feel like I'll fit in. And they were like, yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> I'm turning it off. So any more disturbances. And then we met up, and it was love at first sight, mm-hmm. and I deleted Tinder. <laughs> Best thing to come out of Tinder, honestly. Pro- one of the only good things, probably. Yeah. Because it's 
No, it was fun. Oh, great. <laughs> what inspired you guys to uh, use crowdfunding and do the Indiegogo? Because that is something I've never seen before in the scene. There's it was just like, oh, this is really unique, really cool. You had like the in studio recordings or like the rehearsal space recordings, and like your whole mission statement written out, which is rare for bands to have just in general like i don't know evidence of you existing and also what you th- believe cool um <laughs> but still no lyrics on Bandcamp. come on no. you guys do which is amazing um what inspired that because i know like is obviously monetary but there's also the intense amount of gigging y'all were doing um yeah i guess just kind of what was the thought process behind that because it was clearly a success yeah all right <laughs> i'm getting looked at um so basically, I felt like we had something to do, and I felt like we had to do it like now. So like, our, we played our first gig uh, on June 29th. So everything went very quickly, and that was kind of the goal was to just speed everything up. But um, specifically with the crowdfunding, crowdfunding, we wanted to have extra funds in order to collaborate with the most people. We saw an issue in this scene beforehand where the same people were working with the same people, not allowing any windows for any people, you know, who specifically like femme artists and that kind of stuff to come through and really shine and promote their work. So we wanted uh, extra money to pay, you know, more videographers, more visual artists to just kind of showcase what they can do via vile um, <laughs> via vial, via vial, no, absolutely no. not. Just a yeah. beep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was my intention was just to like okay. get something and get it out fast because we had something to say and it felt like it felt important. Yeah, and I think you can really see, um, like how that was able to translate into grow up. Uh, we had three diff- We have, I don't know, I'm talking past tense, um, but we had three different um, femme uh, artists who designed each of our um, single and album covers. Yeah, yeah. We have so many different people we had. Um, so we had the music video and we have another music video coming out sometime soon. And I think um, it'll have been out by the time this comes out. So probably. Oh, perfect. Go watch it right now because it, yes. it, it exists. Yeah, yesterday Dude, it so exists. Weird. Watch the video. video. <laughs> um, but with that, we also had... Um, all femmes uh, who helped and like made the videos and edited the videos, directed the videos. So it was very nice to have that little extra mm-hmm. money just to start yeah. with, to be able to fully realize what we wanted to do. Also, recording music is expensive. Oh, yeah. and we really want to pay people what they're worth. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of the time, people who aren't like super well known or super well established, they don't mm-hmm. get paid what they're worth and so yeah. that's really important people that do us. get to record just like have a connection like they're doing someone's doing them a favor because like they yeah uh, they're trust fund kids and they exactly can, <laughs> i think uh, your something... trust fund can't buy you talent what, <laughs> what? <laughs> i think something good we did was instead of being like we asked what people wanted to be paid mm. instead of giving them a price that we wanted to pay yes because yeah it's so hard to place a monetary value on that yeah and i feel like a lot of artists that aren't well known or they don't they don't get a lot of people like they don't get a lot of gigs doing what they like to do um they'll like take anything that they can get and so like you'll portfolio yeah something like that if you you'll be like i'll give you twenty (sighs) dollars to do a whole photo shoot and they'll be like 
I need that $20. I'll take whatever I can get. Mm -hmm. And that's just so crappy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So without an Indiegogo page, we wouldn't be able to pay people what they're worth. And so, yeah, yeah that's, I think the, like the best possible reason other than just like affording recording. Cause as you said, that is super freaking yeah. expensive. Oh um, in addition to that, there's obviously all the gigging just hasn't really stopped up until like fairly <laughs> recently. Yes. Um, like, oh my God, it's like, seriously. Um, uh, I, I was so overwhelmed by how many gigs you played. I lost my train of thought. Oh God. Um, oh, I didn't even realize it was like a ton until Sage, Sage, the drummer from Nice, huh? Uh, was like, we play like one show a month and it's too much. <laughs> and like, then they go on tour. Yeah. Yeah. We play like two a week, and then as soon as we get a week off, we're all like, eh, no, we're bored. Yeah. Yeah, we I am. I take a lot of naps when we're not like gigging. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Too many naps. <laughs> Me too. Just get lethargic. Like, but oh. we're getting right back into like the gig culture as yeah. soon as oh, as soon as December starts. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> and then we take a short break over the holidays, and then we're right back into right back in. <laughs> I think yeah. the longest break we've taken up until now has been nine days. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And that was that was too much. It was too sad. Much. <laughs> it was really sad. <laughs> uh, I regained my train of thought. Um, with how many shows y'all were playing, when we saw you at the Row House 1.0 gig, you did like the Lizzo cover, did a Nirvana cover. W was When you started playing shows, did you have a lot of the songs that are on Grow Up already kind of worked out? Or was it a mixture of that no. and cover? No, 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 no. I think our first gig, the only, honestly, the only ones that I can remember playing are Therapy and Rough. Maybe. Yeah. Did we have anything else yet? I don't know. We do booked our first show to try to like push us because we'd have these rehearsals and then we'd just like bro the fuck out at every single <laughs> rehearsal <laughs> and we not like, get, did not get anything done. <laughs> we didn't get anything done. And then we were asked to play the show by She Rock, She Rock, which uh, shout out She Rock. We love them. Um, we, we were asked to play the show and I was like, what if we booked the show? <laughs> And that's what finally forces us to actually get our shit together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it did. It really it worked. did. It really did. And that's how the Nirvana cover came about because we were mm -hmm. like, this song is dope and also very easy to learn. <laughs> I feel like that was a pattern. We're like, uh, we have a show that has a 45 minute set time. Uh, we don't have enough songs to 45 minutes. Let's write three more songs for that show. <laughs> just, just learn two songs and just loop them for the entire set. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. what you have to do. We've literally written songs in like that are on the album as of currently that were written for the sole purpose to fill out time on a bill that we didn't have enough music for but they're really great songs like they're Fantastic not they're songs. not bad they're they definitely no. evolved from the first well, time of course. we played them yeah. that'll happen but, even but if they were meat, written anytime meat and potatoes of it it's we wrote, wrote like a day <laughs> and you'll find that a lot of our songs are very easy because of that like a lot of I think a few of them use the same exact chords yep. and, <laughs> you know, oh, sorry. The key of A. We Our favorite key, key of A. is the key of A. Yeah. Just one, four, five. That's all you need. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, d I definitely heard that. Just like the almost elegant simplicity of it. Like, oh, I mean, I was, I almost, I just elegant started simplicity. crying because there was no guitar. Way to put it. I was mourning the lack yeah. of guitars. Yeah. But I'll, I'll ask more about that later. Now that we've kind of covered the pre-album stuff, we can start talking about the actual album, Grow Up, which is coming out. Well, I 
I think it'll be out. I'm not sure. But it, it is out Two as weeks. of November 29th, yes. which is either before or after you're listening to this. It's up to you to decide. <laughs> um, something that I noticed, at least on my first listen through, is given the mission statement, for lack of a better word, um, you have put on like Bandcamp and everywhere. The only song that was really explicitly about that was DIY. And mm. obviously that's freaking banger. Um, and very explicitly takes that on. Um, as we were just listening to it on the way back from getting donuts this morning, Joe noticed it was like, oh, it's, this is, has like a very Riot Girl vibe, which is stereotypical to say. But like, if I don't say it, then like the the like the like DIY guy was like, shoot me or something. <laughs> um, but it's very explicitly about like punk gatekeeping of non-male, non-white people, which is a huge issue just across any scene, I'm sure. Um, and then there's like a line about the paper house. Did I mishear that? Uh, no, you absolutely okay. heard that correctly. We love the paper house. It's honestly, the song is a whole roast about like everybody. It's mm-hmm. a roast on us even. Like, yeah. it, it's a roast on the whole community. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like a vibe check, honestly. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> just to make sure that everybody is like aware of their own, like how their own economic standing suits them and how their own like Privilege. identities and the way that mm-hmm. they... Uh, present suits them in certain ways like even being mm. femmes uh, it suits us in certain ways and doesn't in others but yeah that um, we've never written too explicitly about our mission statement because we feel like we live our mission statement more than we write our yeah. mission statement okay. um, and like we talk about it a lot but we think that our like at least personally I feel like our very presence says enough about mm-hmm. it because like we'll get people just coming up to us and then like, that's what they talk about. So it's, it's clearly what people are taking away, whether or not it's in the uh, like content of the music, mm-hmm. which I prefer. It's more of just like subliminal, like us being here is a statement in yeah. itself, which it shouldn't be, but it yeah. is. Yeah. You, you yeah. shouldn't be expected to write a bunch of songs about your identities just to justify you being on a bill or something right. like that's Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, it also shows just like, I like it a lot that we, Wow, that was great English. But um, I really like how most of our songs aren't about that because it also shows that even though we have this mission statement and, you know, we have DIY that's about that, we are fully formed people and fully formed musicians. And so even though we are implicitly making this statement by just existing and being here and playing a show or doing that, um, we also are like real people other than what we're trying to do in our activism. And I think a lot of our songs are very real and very mm-hmm. personal. And yeah. so I think it, a lot of them are very personal. They are, okay. they are all very personal. Um, but I think it shows some depth that um, is really good, especially with underrepresented bands. Um, they're not just there to be the, the femmes on the bill and, just mm-hmm. have all of the punk the token fe- yeah the token Ugh. definitely been the token before i love it i love it <laughs> but you know what yeah. it, again like you said it kind of suits us yeah you, you need to show up and like do some chaotic set of playing like covers that you learned like that you haven't even learned just like have like the chord sheets in front of you just kind of stick like the middle finger to whoever <laughs> oh, booked yeah. the show yeah, yeah. I mean, or just burn down acadia just. it's definitely like, I would oh my god larry <laughs> oh my god uh well, now we can't. So many stories about, about Larry. <laughs> no, sh- cut that out. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers for public arson. <laughs> no. Wow. Are you yeah. sick? 
I was just saying, there's so many stories about Larry. We, we don't even need to get into <laughs> yeah. it, man. We or do just not like need to get into that. Go down Being a rabbit hole with Larry, man. In general. Yeah. I think yeah. in as many ways as it suits us, being femmes also puts us through a lot of bullshit. Uh, <laughs> um, that's the way I would describe it. It's very <laughs> bittersweet. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yes. The eyes are all on us, but sometimes it's eyes that are not going to be as... Uh, accepting of you know four femmes with we, instruments we with constantly chaotic energy <laughs> we constantly get asked if we know what things are if we know how to work things like i what was that one time somebody told you to this is how on. how it turned how to turn on the bass amp oh my god yes it was a switch um, in fact, <laughs> I do know how to turn on a switch. See, wow. This is, this is the real revelation of the interview. <laughs> Just to, Kate to, knows how to, turn on the to any men or something out there, lis- people, something out there listening, like, I know it may not seem like it, but when you ask, do you know what this thing is or do you know how to work this? I know you may be trying to help, but it just sounds so like condescending yep. and disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Think about how you like approach it. Cause yeah. Mm-hmm. There are I guess instances where people could be helpful but um mm-hmm. just like the way that they generally a rule of thumb is if we need help with something we'll ask yeah, yeah. which yeah, I've definitely exactly. done before Absolutely. sometimes I'm like hey Sage can you come help me with this <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to point out the show that we were asked if um Kate knew how to turn on the bass amp was the same show that we had set up and were actively working sound for um like it was just like one of those things that like we clearly know what we're doing, but to I guess the ignorant eye, you can just totally ignore the fact that we're going up to the soundboard and making you sound fantastic, and then right afterwards you're like, hey, do you know how to turn the on button on a bass amp? But dude, the vibes. Right. Oh my god, tell the so tell the story off. about those those dudes oh, who broke god. your PA system. So at the oh. same gig, same the same gig. Yeah, I've seen the tweets. Yeah. <laughs> same yeah no um okay so i have absolutely nothing against this band besides the fact that they broke my pa but it was so (laughs) so that sounds like something against i mean okay valid yeah so i am a very particular person when it comes to my sound equipment i mean a lot of Mm -hmm. musicians are like there's usually just my rule of thumb which is like the knobby things Keep your fucking grubby ass fingers off of them, please. I have put them perfectly. And there's so many times where like a dude will be like, hmm, I'm going to look like I know what I'm <laughs> this doing. This mix doesn't work. <laughs> well, like turning up the gain all the way. I'm like, well, there was a reason why it was at exactly where it needed yeah. to be. But um, that's what these guys did. And they turned their amps all the way up and just were blaring to the point where like it was so loud. I think it was the loudest set I've ever heard in my life. And I go up to them. I said, hey, man, like, it's my PA. Would you mind turning it down? Just, like, all of the instruments, all of the amps, just a little little bit. bit. Like, then you can hear the vocals better. I'm trying to, like, negotiate. Um, About your own equipment. Yeah, yeah, please help me, dear God. (laughs) And they look at me square in the eyes. And they say, but the vibes, bro. And that was it. (laughs) (laughs) And then they broke my PA. Like, they literally shorted it out. It sounds like we're singing through water now. And so now that's we have to... A, that's a different vibe. We... It's not our vibe. <laughs> Those are not the vibes, bro. So um, it became an ongoing meme 
Uh, but we are actively saving up after this album for a new PA. Um, but oh. I'll, I'll set my foot down a little bit more sternly next time. But it was I was so taken aback by fucking vibes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Just bro. so surprised. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Hello? Get out of here. That, the next album has to be like a concept record about vibes or something. Dude. And it's just super loud. Oh, dude, we're definitely going to name a song about the vibes, we, bro. We wrote a song. We did? Called, I wrote a song. We did? <laughs> called Bitch Poser. Um, oh, yeah. And this kind of, it's kind of for all of the people within the DIY community that kind of act like that. Yeah. It's kind of oh, shitty. wow. Can't wait to hear that. (laughs) It's the big dick energy that kind of comes behind DIY, I think, which is also what the song DIY is also about. It's Mm kind of just like, we're all in this battle together. And the more that you Why are we not supporting each other? Yeah, the more that you push against each other and don't support each other uh, is just going to not suit you in the long run. So, yeah. With, I guess, lyrics, instrument, um, the instrumentals, how just in general how does that come together like does one of you come with lyrics is it mostly you taylor just as the vocalist that's often not the case but it's sometimes a fair assumption i like to ask um and then once you like did lyrics come after the fact just i guess talk about your songwriting process and everyone can contribute in how they kind of come up with their parts with if they contribute lyrics or how communal it is because everyone does it different. What's great about our band is that there's like not, I mean, it kind of seems like it because Taylor has a Taylor has a lot of songs that she sings. But like we all, we all sing. We yeah. all sing. Yeah. No, but and outside of just gang vocals, I'm assuming. Yes. Because yeah. like there's like the fun chanty parts on the record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like everyone. So Katie does um, "Grow Up" and "Tension." Okay. And then Katie is leads on "Therapy" as well. Oh, I killer. do some of the sexy like talking in the middle. That's I do this like screaming it. part. Yeah. My dad says he loves that. By the way, yeah. usually you're the yeah. scream, the clean vocal. <laughs> yeah, there we go, there we go. But for writing music, it's like um, Taylor has a lot of songs just because she writes a lot of songs, and mm-hmm. so like. When 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 we bring a song in, it's usually whoever brings a song in sings it. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good yeah. rule of thumb. Generally, yeah. did all, did all four of you sing at gigs? Or is it, We've all. Sung I feel like it. you did at at least the one time we've seen you live, but I, that was like feels like years ago. I actually have only sung at one gig, and it was our. Uh, it was the Moon. Uh, Moon Most recent books, the the uh, the Titus Titus yeah. Um, so that was the first time that I was in front of a mic with Vile. It was a very good time. I'd never awesome. heard Kate I, scream before, and they so screamed, good. and I like had a moment. I was like, "You need to scream on every single song that we have after this." It's <laughs> such so a fantastic good. scream. So the guitar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where did the idea for that come from? How come it's not on the album? Because I want it like, is it is okay. is it just so, like mixed really low? Am I just it, deaf? Okay, so um, the guitar has it's like a synthesizer, so it has a ton of different patches. I prefer a bass patch, oh. and then I put it through a distortion pedal. So Kate and I are down at the same uh, frequencies. She's v- very clean, and I'm very dirty. So it's the like really like farty, just guttural. If you hear like. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like that's the guitar. That? I just want to say that I feel dumb as shit because <laughs> I saw the guitar and I'm like expecting to be like Synth- boop, doop, yeah. boop, 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 just like the little synth the patches and just like Mm-mm. these little newts and stuff. Oh no, it's no. like it's guttural. It's a really <laughs> big that makes punch so in the much face. more sense. Yeah, because after we saw you live, it was like what I didn't hear. There was like no guitar solo. What was oh. there was, and I'm just wrong. It's all the way down there because Kate and I are just hanging around those bassy tones, just honking away down there. And this, I think this is the only thing I want out of this interview. <laughs> the guitar, the guitar is very aesthetic as well. Yes, it's not honestly, all. Yeah. It's not all about the honks. No. It's about the look. Man. Exactly. It's so yeah. pumped. I love just it. <laughs> red but and the all vibes. About the vibes. Ugly shit. It really started though because Kate was going to DC and we're like, we need a bass <laughs> real bad. Yeah. And so How do we do I. That? What was the idea? You were like. What could we do? And yeah. then I was like, my little brother has a toy guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and I had remembered this one song uh, by Babies in Toyland. Shout out, Minneapolis locals. Hell yeah. Um, they have this song called Sweet 69 where the bass sounds like a fart the whole time. And it's so beautiful. It's like so powerful. I don't know why. But I was like, what if we did that? Because we'll never be able to emulate like an actual bass with a guitar. It sounds no. so bad. So we were just like, then let's not. Let's make it a new thing. Farty bass patch on a guitar. Dude, when I was so used to the guitar and Kate came back and played an actual bass and I was like, this is so lovely. It's, <laughs> it's so pretty. It's like relatively, it's just like jazz versus just this lo-fi. It's like, oh, it's so elegant. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's... Yep, that that's all I wanted. Yeah. I remember I we made a tweet one time that's like, if you hear a distant sounding fart in the back of our mixes, that's the guitar and it sounds impeccable. It does. And that still rings true. I think you mean it still farts true. Ha ha. Ha. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Kill it. I'm never playing a guitar ever again. Quit. Oh, no, I think what? we should name the guitar Farticus. Farticus? We do tend to have names. Farticus Maximus. Farticus Maximus. We tend to have names for things. That's good. You recorded this with Abe. And Hell yeah. we absolutely love Abe. Oh, we do too. And everything about him. Um, what was it like working with him? How did you get connected? Was it like through Brace Cove? Because, I mean, Brace Cove, nice. There's a connection there. Um, yeah, just talk a little bit about about that. Abe is the sweetest, most kindest guy. We He's love so Abe. great. Yeah. yeah. He puts up with us so he well. Oh my god. He, he cuz again, <laughs> like I said, we turn into goblins and he really put up with it. Yeah. Like so thankful to him. I, I'm just I uh when I interviewed him about his solo EP, I was just so surprised given that pretty much everything I've heard from Nice has been Roddy just from like oh my Twitter god. and social media. <laughs> yeah. It's like how is Roddy in a band? with Sage and Abe of yeah. all people. Yeah. They must, I, I don't know either of them personally or very well. Um, don't say anything. I'm not going <laughs> to. Um, but it's such an interesting dynamic given yeah. just how like, he just seems like someone who like, he's so chill. Just wisp, yeah. like you just pick up an animal and they'll just immediately like trust him or something. Oh, yes. Sure. That's really, totally for sure. That's my <laughs> sitting in like a field with like a sheep and just like cutting the sheep as his long blonde hair just kind of like blows in the wind. Yes. Yeah, I love that oh scene God. from Midsummer. Fabio? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've actually said one time is that like, he looks like somebody from Midsummer. In the best way. Yeah. No, in, in the I've non going to like crush your skull like a watermelon. I, I don't even. It's in the trailer. I haven't even seen it. I haven't seen it either. We should all watch it together. I won't say any more though. Okay. Honestly, in the album, there's a part in it. Um, we wanted to have butt sounds. Um, and so <laughs> Other than the guitar, sounds, by butt sounds, we mean like butt claps. We're yeah. not like just farting. Just like into we the mics. wanted. 
here's what like, we wanted. We wanted to add claps. And I wasn't there when this happened. So you guys can tell the story. So we were thinking about smacking our ass into the microphone so that we could get like the really good ring that we were looking yeah. for. The right timbre. Um, timbre so of Not bare ass. <laughs> yeah, no. mind. So then when we told this to Abe, he was like, oh, all right. Ha ha ha. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes and does some stuff on our computer and then looks back at us. We're all aiming our butts towards the <laughs> microphone, like ready, like hands at the ready. Ready and to slap. All he says is just. <laughs> but he did he didn't say anything and the ass claps are in there so which which song grow up yeah grow up you can't it, you can't hear it that well, well but it's make me but grow up now that, now that that's you like know. an easter egg uh, yeah. yeah now that you know i won't be able to unhear it there you go yeah <laughs> there are also some thigh I feel slaps like, in there because okay. my hand got tired we'll cop out with a good thigh slap <laughs> yeah on a more serious more serious note about Abe and like recording with them um this was my first time like ever doing any like professional recording recording of any kind and he was so kind about the whole process and like explained everything in a non like mansplaining condescending way he was just so good he answered all of our questions and like like we said, we were bits of goblins, um, but it was it was such a good and wholesome experience. And he like, we were like, please give us any feedback if you have anything. You're like, I think this would sound really good here or anything like mm-hmm. that. He like, on the end of dog days, we we're like, this is kind of empty. Like we need something. And he was like, let's add a riff. Like I have an idea of a riff mm-hmm. in my head. And he then he just did riff. it. He just he like just, did it. Yeah. Pulled out his guitar, and, and it sounds like, so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah, he's yeah. probably he's the fantastic. Most like high key but also incredibly low key the most talented musician i've ever met incredible just because he does everything like did you know that he can play like like horns he he plays the trumpet on on nice as an ep yeah Yeah. and then he fucking mixes it all yeah i'm like sitting here just like how do you when did you have time to do this he also lives in the middle of nowhere so that oh my god <laughs> that yeah. definitely so explains a like lot. one falls piece of is shop. not the middle of nowhere it kind of next to the middle of nowhere no, I mean, I slightly to the left of the middle of nowhere oh. dude there's like two pizza shops and one cafe and that's it and then abe's garage <laughs> and then abe's garage <laughs> And then Abe's dad just coming out and complimenting us so many times. He was so oh, funny. so kind. Which is so funny because apparently he's so mean to like the nice guys. Really? Like, I miss those ladies. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, I haven't heard about this. Yeah. Like, weirdly so wholesome but still a boomer. He, <laughs> he comes up to say he's like, he looks, apparently, allegedly, he's like, did you wash your hair? <laughs> he's like, I miss those girls. <laughs> wow. How did you get connected with Brace Cove? Um, they're one of our favorites. We love them. Um, one of the best, like, DIY local labels. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, Just, so, what, <laughs> so, I guess to tack a larger question out of that um, before we get into it. And what made you want to work with a label at all? Was that something you wanted to do before you got connected with Brace Cove or... You just like Brace Cove reached out or whatever happened. And then you're like, oh, yeah, this would be really amazing to do. Because a lot of bands in the scene don't work with labels, even just for like distribution and like mm-hmm. promotion, mm-hmm. which is like totally respectable. But I'm always curious why the people that do work with labels do so. Okay. <laughs> I think, all right. Um, so when we first started gigging like really hard, we were like, now nah, we don't really need to work with a label. Like we had our entire plan set out. We were just like, we can do it ourselves, so might as well do it ourselves. 
Um, haha. Uh, so we were reached out to by Brace Cove via like the internet, just saying, hey, like, we'd love to work with you. And we kind of said the thing, hey, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then it never really like, it never really went anywhere just because that happens all the time. Just like people reaching out and be like, hey, let's work together and sure, whatever. Um, and then we played this high watch show that was It's the so, equivalent of, we should hang out sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eight months later. Yeah. Um, and then they came to one of our high watch shows and came up to me afterwards and they were like, we really want to like release this album. With like with the guys. full quartet of them or? Just John, actually. Just John, okay. Just John. I remember just John. Um, and at this point, we were already working with Alexis Pollitz to do our, yeah, yeah single actually, cover art for Rough. Yeah, she's actually designed our new logos that aren't out yet. Shit. Because she's love amazing. We love Alexis so, so much. Such a talented artist. So oh much. Um, so we were like, okay. Um, and I had been doing some research at the time. I have this big spreadsheet um, that basically just counts like, all, a bunch of different labels is like inclusivity. Mm-hmm. So just the bands, how many of those like appear to be femme? How many of those appear to be like folks of color? Just to kind of like gauge if that's something mm-hmm. that people value because yeah. it's something we really value. For sure. We think that diversity is the number one thing that will enrich our community. And Brace Cove by far had the best numbers. Um, and it's not about all about the numbers, but they really do um, foster the do-it-yourself thing. So they they really give us a lot of power and autonomy to say what we want to do and what we want to put out. And then they're like, we'll help you with it. Mm-hmm. It's very collaborative. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, I, <laughs> I remember being like, so do we have to sign with them or like how does it work and taylor's like you are we're already signed with them i was like what do you mean i didn't sign anything <laughs> she's like they don't do like contracts or contracts anything like that i'm like that's yeah avoid a tiny awesome. engine situation or anything yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i was definitely worried at first i was like i didn't know how it was gonna turn out but it's turned out pretty well oh mm-hmm. yeah no they're killer yeah that's probably the best reason to work with a label just completely sharing values on Pinch every angle. That's yeah, that's great. Um did that did working with the label and connecting with Brace Cove, did that influence your album rollout? Because I know a lot of bands are just kind of like, hey, we put out an album today, and there's like <laughs> no promotion. You guys are doing two singles, two videos. And I know it's usually only with the exception of like the Happy Children bands that have labels do kind of like release a single and like do a more formal announcement. And I I like that better, but hey, yeah. I'm not gonna criticize people who's like, hey, all my demos are online now. Um, was that something that you guys, you all wanted to do beforehand or that had anything to do with Brace Cove? Um, so I don't know too much about how Brace Cove affected our plan, um, but I just want to give a huge shout out to Taylor yeah. because <laughs> they have had um, just such a solid plan for us as a band and it's been part of the reason that we've been able to do all the things that we do. Um, and they had a plan. They were like, we have an album. I mean, even when we first had like the first photo shoot with the three of us, Taylor was already talking. I think we should have like an album next like fall or winter. I think we should like plan it out like this. Uh, they just have a great business mind and especially like music business. It's been... Well, isn't that their major? Truly, yes. and, honestly, <laughs> truly and honestly, Taylor 
we wouldn't be a band without Taylor. No, gonna cry again. No, she's like the rock of our band. She's so great. Absolutely, she's like band manager and <laughs> I can't tell if they're and part of the band not. all at once. Are, are you? We Taylor's you. crying. I'm having, I'm having some happy. <laughs> <That's> so normal. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so actually, so we had <laughs> we had this very very like strict plan where we like we we've known that we were gonna release like rough yesterday mm-hmm. for so long mm-hmm. um and it's even to the point where like brace cove reached out to us and they were like are you sure you don't want to like wait a little bit longer and like push it out just so that we can get like we can really like kind of take our time with it and i was like no no <laughs> i think i think we need to do it now and here and this part and um, and they were like, oh, okay, that sounds dope. If, you, cool. I mean, if that's because I think they're trying to just like relieve some stress on our part. And we were like, no, we want it. Like, this is. <laughs> we want it. We're like, we want to release music now. Yeah. Like, Seriously, though. I want to. Not having music that people can listen yeah. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted it out this year, like specifically 2019. And then, like, because I have like this very big vision that, like, big brain. Big brain that like just like our plan, our tentative plan. It can change at any point. It usually does, but uh, yeah. They were like, I maybe know. the 30th show could be a hype show, and we were like, no, <laughs> <laughs> people would kill us. Yeah, um, but yeah, no. It was definitely more us that were like, we need to do this. Um, Brace Cove has only ever supported our decision, if not tried to alleviate some stress on our part. <laughs> Uh, which we said no to. <laughs> we like stress. We love stress. Yes. I love uh, band stress specifically. Yes, <laughs> Just put out music video for Rough yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, really great. And then putting out the music video for Grow Up in a week. Yep. Just talk about that because the first one directed by Emily Nordstrom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always fun when directors aren't in the scene and it's just like they have their own separate artistic thing and oh, it's yeah. like, oh, they just did this and it's great. Um, so, and I think the same thing with um, Jules Pivek. Is that how you say their name? Yes. Okay. Um, they directed the Grow Up video. Um, just talk about how you got connected with them. I know you kind of alluded to that earlier just with the Indiegogo and being able to pay people and collaborate with that like very open-minded, very femme, just people like that. Uh, why two videos? Why those two songs? Why the concepts? Because, like, obviously, first one, Scream mm-hmm. yeah. themed. Is the second one Alice in Wonderland themed? Ooh, that would have been great. Because I just know. saw, like, a clip on, like, your Instagram story where it was, like, a tea, little tea table in the middle of nowhere like that. <laughs> no, it was, it's more like a birthday party. Birthday party. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, so, uh, Jules Pivik uh, directed um, and edited, edited. <laughs> directed and edited um, our... Uh, grow up music video which is the one that we will be releasing after you listen to this i guess um but before we record i don't know what i'm saying actually it it comes out it comes on out for friday us. november we're thinking possibly saturday possibly friday we're figuring okay. it out just because gully boys are releasing a music video on friday and oh. we don't want to like step on their toes thank yeah. you yeah. that way we can do two articles yeah. <laughs> Um, but, yes. Yeah, Sorry. it'll be out probably. Yes. It'll be out. Um, uh, she directed our Grow Up music video. Um, I actually uh, have known Jules for three years now. We're actually roommates. Um, she's one of my best friends. Uh, she's a film major at the University of Minnesota and uh, studies film. And so when we had the idea of music videos, um, I was like, oh, well, 
gotta gotta yeah. use her <laughs> can't not do that um but yeah it's been really fun to work with her as a um like director and like as a friend it's a really interesting vibe mm -hmm. that i think kept everything super light and fun mm -hmm. who came up with the vision for each i guess each respective video but for now grow up you guys worked on it together yeah so uh, we knew we had up, the theme of birthday fitting yeah given that like, so the one all up. we knew was we want to have a birthday party theme and well then, at least for at least for one of the videos for one of the videos mm -hmm. yeah mm-hmm um, yeah, so we had For the birthday up. party theme, and then we we had like a bunch of like specific small things that we wanted to have happen, mm -hmm. and then um, cake fight, cake fight. Yes, oh. there's a food fight. Spoiler: there's little uses. There's little little vile actual little children. Vile. Yes, actual, actual children. children. Actual children. Little versions of us. What, but what's really funny is that my little sister is playing Kate. <laughs> yep. It's so. Katie's little sister and her friends. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I know. But um, concept for rough, you and Emily yeah. worked on that, right? So Emily Nordstrom, she's my really good friend. Uh, we have been friends since like junior high. Um, we were in a video production class together in high school called Cutaway Productions. Actually, Colin Campbell and Evan Campbell were also in that class, and that's how I knew <laughs> them. So we've actually worked on a bunch of projects together before, and she made the leap. She goes to MCAD. Minnesota, mm -hmm. Minneapolis College of Art and Design. Design. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as a film major. And she's fantastic. And I was like, I know I want her to make us a video at mm -hmm. some point because I love working with her and we work really well together. So we sort of, Taylor and I sort of met her, met with her at a coffee shop and we were like, okay, what are we going to do? <laughs> because we, how should we even come up with Scream? Uh, all right. So I had this dream that um, we're basically, uh, it was the beginning of Scream, um, except right before the guy kills the Scream. Drew Barrymore. Kills Drew Barrymore. Um, Drew Barrymore and the guy fall in love. And oh. the guy ends up converting Drew Barrymore to be another Scream. And the rest of the dream was just like them like frolicking and going on really Murdering. cute. Yeah, um, and going on like really cute dates together. Like they're both screams. Uh -huh. um, Ghostface. Go, yeah, they're both. Yeah, they're both Ghostface killers. Um, and that's kind of how it started. Is like I had this really wacky dream, and I think that we should incorporate it somehow. And we're like, hey Emily, what do you think about that? And she was like, um, <laughs> she's like, I love Scream. Let's work on that. Yeah. So we were originally like, oh, we'll do the opening scene from Scream and then they'll fall in love and do weird stuff together. And she's like, why don't we just do the opening scene and like make it cool? I was like, that sounds like a great You idea. kill Ghostface. Yeah. We were like, we want to we wanna flip it so that he doesn't win <laughs> and we win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, so my house, we filmed it at my house and it was so chaotic. There were like... My whole family was there. Two puppies were there. Um, <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I finally got to achieve my dream of being Skeet Ulrich. So <laughs> it was great. Wow. Just really admiring. What do each of you want to get out of Vile? Um, specifically, then, like, I know before you talked about, like, why you wanted to make Vile in the first place and what your messaging in your kind of thesis is um behind any pretty much all everything i guess all your creative vision but just on a more personal level what do each of you 
what do you get out of it? And what do, is that what you wanted to get out of it? Is there like, what? Well, I don't know. That's, I think, broad enough <laughs> to get started. Well, for me, it's always like been my dream to kind of be in a band and to play, you know, just yeah. play music no matter mm-hmm. no matter what type of music or what I'm doing. I just always have wanted to do this, you know. And so, I don't know. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a dream come true almost. It's really mm-hmm. very amazing. I don't know. What amazing. To say. <laughs> um, it's I don't I had I had something else and then I'm now lost. Aren't we in all? my mind? Oh. Um <laughs> Uh, what I what I want to get out of it, I just I want to make Why music. I want to make music to like that other people can listen to and be like, damn, I feel that too. <laughs> you know? I totally yeah. yeah. We want to write music for people who don't get to hear their own hear themselves in mm-hmm. regular DIY music. Probably could have worded that better. That's good. No, no. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speak I, better, please. When they first like messaged me, and we were like first starting a band, I was taking uh, physics two, OCHEM two, oh. um, and medical terminology in mm-hmm. the summer, and I was like, I need a creative outlet, or I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's been so fantastic, like just mental health wise it's like really awesome to like get stress out of your body and just hit stuff like it's so fun um well i have gotten just so much out of this band um so like i said i didn't i didn't play music really after i graduated high school and um like when i going through college i you know, had some mental health issues and just like, you know, general college stuff, yeah. being an adult for the first time. And first I lost sucks. a lot of connections yeah. um, with like people that I knew in high school and from like other programs outside of that. And then like I finally started like not getting back on track, but like picking up and like realizing who I was like the s- semester before um, we started and um, for that to happen and then just to first of all reunite with taylor who i've known for so long and then who we just lost contact with who i lost contact with for a while um and then to just have this part of my life back has been so fulfilling and just like being able to have that creative outlet and put like creativity into things and show them to the world and have people like them (laughs) like that just makes me it makes me feel so good i don't know how to describe it better but it's no it's been so fulfilling and sometimes so that's all you can say yeah, yeah. it's like it makes me happy yes. yeah. yeah i i think i can talk more about like like what i didn't realize that i was going to get out of it that i do now think that like mm-hmm. oh shit was that like i like started this with like three human beings with me um and then oh sorry two human beings and kate um, <laughs> and Beelzebub and Beelzebub um, but then like very quickly they became my best friends and like that's not really something I was expecting well like I I just didn't like plan on it I just like it just kind of happened really bumps me out <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of happened no 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 
it like it was so rewarding to like make music and like like kt it was that was my dream and that was what i wanted to get out of it but i think i got something like even more out of it is that like no matter what happens stop (laughs) no matter what happens is that like i have three like people that like i feel like are my ride or dies now and it's so vulnerable to make music together and we can just like sit there be vulnerable and cry together and like have a good ass time Dude, I feel I think- so lucky because, like, where else are you going to find, like, three super cool, down-to-earth, talented femme people? Like, where else are you going to find that? I don't know. I got lucky. <laughs> yeah, I I feel the same way. I'd, like, I, didn't, I don't really have a community at school, and I feel like, I don't know, I think every, every Thursday night or rehearsal night is, like, my favorite night of the week because yes. I just get to hang out with my best friends and make music, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fun. That, that's the punk heart right there Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. what uh how has the scene supported you and how has it challenged you because we got definitely mentioned some challenges before (laughs) aside from the but the vibes row band we don't need to rehash that because that will stay in um how yeah as as a band what have you learned i want to tell that one story as a challenge Okay. We'll talk about support in a second. Challenge. This isn't like an essay question. It's like, write about one challenge and one. Oh, please do it. Okay. Yeah, do oh, it. no. Okay. Uh. We were playing a show, and there were a lot of bands on the bill, and we were... All of them male bands, by the way. There was yeah. not Shout one other <laughs> non-man on the entire... There were like eight bands. There was not How? one other the non-man on what the bill. What kind of shitty booking agent? Oh. Yeah, but so we went... It's um, the poor house, if that... Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Okay. It makes sense. Yeah. Oh. Continue. Man, we got our team. We're spilling it. So <laughs> we just... We played, and then before the show, like none of the other bands really talked to us. I don't know really why. I don't know if they were intimidated or if they just didn't really, I didn't know if they knew we were They're a just afraid of girls. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know we what the reason was. But afterward, oh, no. a lot of them came up to us and was like, that was awesome. Like, great job. <laughs> but this one guy came up to me. <laughs> and he, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm dying. Wait, he Sounds goes, terrible. oh, your drumming was really on point. Great job. I was like, oh, thank you. And he goes, yeah, like the stereotype about girl drummers is they're like, not good. But you were like, really good. And I just what? went, I was like, okay. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thanks. And then I walked away. And, yeah. and luckily you guys were standing next to me and you heard oh, the whole thing. We, and even your roommate, Alex, was like, did that really did just that happen? Did really that really just happen? happen? I, I, that. Yeah, that's like the stereotypical, like, just like ignorance. He totally ignorant. thought it was a compliment. Yeah. yeah. He thought it was and a compliment. And he probably was like, she's going to want to like hang out later. Or oh, yeah. 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 Like, so they're like, they're going to want to play a show with us. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Uh. So going off the little things like that, where people think they're being mm-hmm. friendly or they think they're being helpful, but it, yeah. they don't realize that it's, it's condescending. Just, they're posturing. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm an ally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless. Like, what's great, though, is that there are many more bands than people like that that are a lot nicer and mm-hmm. that yes, for sure. are a lot more supportive. For sure. I also had another challenge uh, that I was reminded <laughs> of at not not too many challenges they just you know they stick out in your head but yeah um you mentioned how uh nobody came up and talked to us because either they were intimidated or they didn't know we were a band i remember one of the first shows that i played with us it was probably like the third show it was at the original murder trap oh Um, Oh my god and (laughs) we'd come in taylor we we all brought the entire sound system the entire sound system the kit 
everything was us. Um, and Taylor had been setting all of it up. And then there was uh, some sound issues, um, not issues, people were being very rude. Um, but Thinking that, they know how to work the sound system and they don't and they're mm, way too confident. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Classic. Uh, so that was happening. And then, you know, we took a tiny break from that to go set up merch. And there were just these four dude bros sitting on a couch and we we could just hear them say oh why are those girls setting up merch for vile i don't even think they're here yet and then the guy sitting next to him was like dude those chicks are vile he was like those chicks are vile <laughs> they were definitely not sober to be fair <laughs> to be fair that's oh. but that was just an astonishing moment because like you know, you, you go through everything, you set everything up, and then just, those chicks are vile. What? Yeah. Dude, and oh. they're not even like you were setting up, and they're like, go work sound again. It's like, yeah. we're not your employees. Oh my like, God, no. There's a, there's, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I, go um, and this was not the murder trap people. This was like the other artists on the, the bill. Yeah, I would love trap. to say that just because the murder yes. trap people are like super feminist badasses. Like, I love them. Mm -hmm. It was the other artists just. <laughs> um, there's there's a very good song by the Tuts that um, <laughs> definitely um, summarizes up all of the challenges we have a we as a band have had and probably will continue to have for years and years to come. Um, Love that. The song, yeah, the song "Tut Tut Tut" by the Tuts. Check it out. Shout out the Tuts. If you yeah, Ooh, if you want to know tuts, what dude. we if you want to know what any female band goes through. Yeah. Well, let's talk about support. Let's yeah. be positive. Yeah. yeah. So I've got support. Yeah. I feel like because of those like downfalls, people spend like a little bit extra time paying attention to us just to see like what the hell is going on. I feel like we get a lot more of the eyes at house shows, just like people coming inside to like, you know, see the girl band, which is totally fine. Like that's that's awesome. Like you're here to support and show up. Um, but a lot of the people that we've been seeing are people that haven't been to the music like scene. They're they're not they're new. They're mm -hmm. just coming in because they have told us that they finally see themselves represented. Mm. Um, and it's like these people that just like show up to so many of our gigs, just like constantly supporting us and bring their friends. And it's all just like people who are new fresh faces who are just here because they finally just like see and hear themselves represented through mm -hmm. like the music and like through what we look like. Um, and that's been really rewarding, sorry. Um, but I remember a little girl, I heard a little girl come up to Katie at She Rock. Um, if you want to tell this the story. This is my favorite story. Yeah. We played at She Rock. Uh, this was like our third gig ever. And Kate was still in DC. It was at the Girls Rock and Roll Retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, so afterwards, a bunch of the little girls come up and they ask for autographs and stuff, which is so cute. But then this little girl came up to me and she's very quiet and timid. And she goes, I hope that someday I can play drums as good as you. And I was like, ah! <laughs> the screams in the child's face. <laughs> in reality, I was like, I'm sure you will. Just keep practicing. You're going to be mom. great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for a lot of them, I'm sure it's like some of the first, like specifically like percussionists. Um, yeah. You don't see a lot of like non-male percussionists. And then, so I'm sure it's to see one and to see one like absolutely rocking the fuck out. Like, it's probably pretty cool as yeah. like a yeah the only other the only femme drummers that i can think of really is like gully boys last import keep for cheap mm -hmm. i it's like yeah. it's difficult to even think of some yeah even like a band like partition is very yeah. like open but i absolutely love it like i've definitely bonded with people over that mm -hmm. 
like what because you're not just the drummer you're the the femme drummer you know mm-hmm. yeah what i even thought was really cool was at this our most recent gig that we played at moon palace there was a little a little boy who came in and he was wearing his big fat headphones <laughs> to keep his ears protected and he brought his little drumsticks and he was drumming along to katie the whole oh. entire time and it was just so cute i yeah <laughs> i saw that out of the corner of my eye and it made me so happy yeah, <laughs> Kate's freaking out. <laughs> Shout out Tita Sheetus. That yeah. sounds like yeah. a, the best Tita show. Tita is a very supportive. No, Aiden's doing great. Yeah. Show. Another great support. So this kind of goes off of what Taylor was saying with just like our uh, people who've come out to like all of our shows. Um, there's this one person um, who um, was at a bar that we played at for an unrelated <laughs> reason, and I can't get too much into the specifics mm-hmm. because didn't ask for permission to share the story but um they uh heard our band just like playing in the background and um after they heard us at that bar they came to every they have come to every single show that we have had and it's just so uplifting to see their face in the crowd and just like know that like i mean because like we've talked uh to them and we've hung out like at a couple of like shows and uh, they just talked about how they didn't listen to local music, like, at all, didn't go out to shows, really. And then uh, they accidentally heard us that one time, and <laughs> now they're coming to all of these shows, yeah. and they're, like, meeting people and having a good time. So it's really great to see, like, to have the support, and then to watch it, like, ripple out, yeah. I guess. Um, it's just really fun to build a community. All and it takes is one band to exactly. get had, involved. I don't mean to, like, toot our own horn. But like, we've had, we've had like, like we have a lot been doing of that for the past. <laughs> we've had a lot of like, just not even like little girls, but like females that aren't even like within the scene. They'll just see us play. They'll just come to a house. We've had show a lot of like the girlfriends of yeah of people who are playing, and they'll the be show. like, I never, I never imagined that like, you know, someone dude, like it's me so could fun. Like yeah. sometimes I remember one time we played Truth Hurts. Yeah. by lizzo and it's just like all the femmes in the audience like <laughs> lit up it's like yes <laughs> finally playing something for them yeah. you know what i mean yeah that, that people lost their shit when you guys did that at it's Rose. so fun yeah Ooh, i have one challenge a one, small challenge one small can challenge? i say a support quickly yes because <laughs> i want to balance it you know yes. the challenge is that katie talks too much <laughs> oh my damn god what's this <laughs> freaking own dude what the fuck <laughs> We've been here for like two hours. It's fine. Yeah. Um, a lot of, so we don't really have our own drum kit. Like I have one to practice on that's like electronic. Okay. But we don't, we have the breakables, like we have cymbals and snare drum and kick pedal and stuff, but we don't really have our own kit. Mm-hmm. And so every, almost every time, I think every time that I've asked like another drummer in the show, like, hey, would you mind if I borrow your hi-hat clutch? Would you mind if I borrow... Uh, your kick pedal we don't have ours very supportive like so willing to share and that's like what diy is all about it's been mm-hmm. really cool people that miss that point are just like baffling yeah mm-hmm. like I, what if i just didn't support people <laughs> then get out please. and i'm like i promise i a, a pretty soft drummer compared to other people who play i will not destroy oh, your equipment yeah. i promise <laughs> <laughs> what uh local either non-local or local, um, but what like albums and songs have you guys been enjoying listening to lately? 
We don't have. Yeah, everyone pulls out Spotify. I'm <laughs> used to it. Everyone grabs their phone. Yeah, doesn't have to be from this year. Just like. Did you want specifically local Freaking bands? Lo- or local or non-local? <laughs> I mean, it's cool if they're local because yeah, spreading the for love. Sure, for sure. And I'm. They almost always are local, even if I don't specify. But I don't want to put that constraint. So, um, Gully Boys released like maybe like 10 seconds of a song yesterday, yep. but oh my mm. fucking God, it's already my favorite song. Yeah. It's called Waste My Time. They recorded it. Yep. Yeah. They recorded it at Pachyderm, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they're releasing the music video for it next week. Next and Friday. it's already like one of my favorite songs. Uh, yeah. It sounds I, so good. Oh my God. Going non-local, like I love all local bands, but a lot of them don't have music out currently, so I don't listen mm. Or it's only on Bandcamp, which yeah, is like yeah, yeah. kind of an inconvenience. So it's it's hard to listen to like a bunch of local music, but like a band mm-hmm. that I have currently been into that I've been into, it's like my favorite band ever. It's called Hers, and they're I don't know. I feel like I've heard of them. Yeah, I don't want to be projecting. They've been in the news just because they're dead. Um, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. No, no. Yeah. They. Yeah. But they're. They were. Before they died, um, all of them. Yeah, no, yeah. There oh, were was only it a car crash. Or it was a cr- car crash, oh. and there were only two people in the band, and yeah. they both died in it. Oh, so. no. Yeah, so it is very sad, and it was very yeah. sad when I heard about it. But aside from that, their music is just fucking fantastic. So yeah, check out hers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, one uh, band that I um got into about a year ago, but okay. Okay, they fuck man. so hard. All the time, uh, Girlwood mm-hmm. from um, yeah, Partition just played a show with them like yeah. yesterday yeah. or two days ago. Yeah, it was super. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen Taylor's body just now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Girlwood, Girlwood, fucking rocks, fucking slaps. Um, the song "I'm Your Dad." Oh my god, so good. Yes. Go. Thank you so much to Vile for burning down our house and murdering our integrity. In the best way possible. Thank you this to is... Wes and Joe for putting up with us. Yeah, yes. we love your mo- mo- mostly Joe, <laughs> because I just get to do the interview. I get to do the fun part this time. Yeah, um, darn. Thank you though. Maybe check it, check them out. Uh, they will, I think, at the time of release, either have an album coming out very soon, or will have it out at the very least. Check out the singles. They're on Bandcamp, YouTube, all Spotify. the all, all the girls. <laughs> yeah, got to game the algorithm. Um, on that note, yeah, thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Ear Coffee Podcast is a companion to the blog of the same name. If you like this episode, please leave us a rate and review so we can stand out among the other music podcasts. And follow us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ear Coffee. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>